0: Ephesians very quickly, today I'm going to go straight to the point because God is speaking directly to today's generation, especially the church, amen, the signs are very clear of what God is doing in the midst, so I'm going to ask you out of respect to limit the distraction in the sanctuary and let us get into the words, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 through 6, amen, and when you have it you can be on your feet to show reverence to the word of God. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 6. And the word of God reads, And you He made alive, who were dead in your trespasses and in your sins, in which you once walked accordingly to the course of this world, according to the prince and power of the air, the spirit of those who work in the sons of disobedience, Amongst those also all ones conducted themselves in the lust of their flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and wherever the nature of the children are wrath, just as others. Verse 4, But God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love in which He has loved us, Even when we were dead, in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ Jesus by the grace you have been saved and raised up together and made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word. Let us add nothing to it. Let your word, Father, dear God, be as pure. Allow it to pierce us in our heart and our soul, and allow us, Father, to walk accordingly to it. Father, we thank you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you might be seated in the presence of the Lord. How many can say amen to the word of God? Amen. God is good. Let me make something clear. Many of us are here because we're seeking God in spirit and truth. Many are here because we didn't have no other place to be, so we're here. But everything is divine by God. You could be in a bar, in a strip club, you could be at home, and God is still going to be God. God is going to minister to you accordingly. But now that we're here, let us learn what God expects from us and not what we expect from God. God is in it for the finish. And God is committed to this word. Now, every time that I read the book of Ephesians, it reminds me that God is expecting me to become his masterpiece. That's a lot of work. Because as humans, we wrestle with a lot of things. But the issue that we're wrestling with today is our emotions and our feelings. Let me tell you something. Our emotions and our feelings will always mislead us. Facts over feelings. Facts over emotions. You can feel good today, but that doesn't mean that you're good. You could feel bad today, but it doesn't mean that you're bad. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So God wants to clear that up by allowing you to see the reality for what it is. There is no sin here on this earth that you can commit that God is not capable of forgiving you from. Amen. Amen. And you put more pressure on yourself than what God has command over you. You beat yourself up because you feel that you're not worthy. Mm-hmm. You beat yourself up because people don't look at you the way you want them to look at you. Mm-hmm. But if that was the case, then the crucifixion was in vain. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus died for all. Yes. We are all His creation. But some of us select to be. His children. And in order to be His children, we must accept Him for who He is and not for what we think He is. Are you hearing me, church? So God sees you complete, and you see yourself incomplete. Every morning that you wake up, you are faced with the reality that you are human, and that itself can be a weight that can overtake you. But if you see yourself the way God sees you, and you conduct yourself the way God wants you to conduct, you are going to see the manifestation of God in your life. Are you hearing me, church? One of the things that I love about consistency is that consistency is the result in where people will respect you and eventually admire you. The reason why people don't respect you is because you're inconsistent. The the reason why people don't look up to you or admire you is because you're inconsistent. Let me tell you, consistency can be accomplished, but it requires discipline. Many of us are ready to receive from God, but in reality we're not. We believe it, we declare it, and we sing it, we talk about it, but we don't walk about it. How do you walk accordingly to the Word of God? This is how you walk accordingly to the Word of God. I'm about to give you the secret. Get out of the way. That's the secret. Get out of the way and let God have His way. That is going to help you understand His will. But when you're trying to figure out who God is, let me tell you something you will get lost. Because it's amazing how God can forgive the people that have did you wrong, but you can't forgive the people that did you wrong. It is amazing how God blesses people that you don't want to bless, or don't even deserve a blessing. That to itself, I still cannot comprehend, but I learned to accept it. God bless them. Then your will be done. I don't know what they're dealing with. I don't know what they're going through, but you, God, are going to have your way. So I'm going to get out of the way. And I learned to embrace, and in return, misery gets away from me. Depression gets away from me. Hanging on others, player haters, gets away from me. All of those things that once robbed me of reality are not no longer part of me. We are stressed because we choose to go against God instead of accepting Him. Because God gives us joy. His tender mercy and grace lasts forever and eternity. He is a God that's faithful. So if I'm dealing with a problem that's getting the best of me, that's a reason why to turn it to God. God, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to have your way. And I'm going to let you lead the way. And every time I discover that all things work for good. Even the things that we don't understand work for good. Many of you are still trying to make peace with your past. But you have not realized that you need to make peace with yourself before you make peace with your past. And, And you're here fighting a battle that doesn't pertain to you to begin with. Let me tell you something. I gave to God all of my struggles. I gave to God all my insecurities. I gave God everything that I could possibly give Him. And in return, He gave me life. in abundantly. So I live life with expectation of something greater every day. Not just only on Fridays. Or Saturdays. But I live every day. Based on this blessing. Who are you to say that you won't die on a Wednesday? Or on a Thursday? You see, we take life for granted. And we say, you know, it's Wednesday, it's hump day, that could be your last day. Because you're in expectation for Friday. Let me tell you something. It has been proven that most people die during the week. Not the last day of the week. And many of us are in expectation for the Friday or for the days that are coming, but we are robbing ourselves of the current present time. Enjoy every day. Live it to its fullness, and you will see the manifestation of God's glory in your life, that even though things may not have made sense, you're still at peace with it. Are you hearing me? How many of us, like myself, have lost the remote, and the remote control has been next to us somewhere buried in the sofa. And we get frustrated, and we get upset, and we get angry, and we start blaming people that don't even come over our house. <laughs> and we said, Pookie and Tookie took it. And the last time Pookie and Tookie came over your house was like, a very long time, by then, you upgraded to something else. And we become our own worst enemy, but we don't realize that life is so short. For us to be living in anguish, Mm -hmm. getting upset, the coffee maker doesn't work. We'll drive down the street and buy yourself a cup of coffee. Maybe somebody will bless you. Maybe one of your enemies is waiting for you. Hello? Oh, they forgot to bring the last gallon of milk. You know that they they know I like my milk, but they had to drink the last. Well, go buy another gallon of milk. It's not going to solve anything by you fussing and cussing. Actually, the more you fuss and the more you cuss, the more you get old. And many of us are accelerating in age, except me, brother. I put that on pause. (laughs) If it's raining, it's a good day. If it's sunny, it's a good day. If it's snowing, it's a good day. Because I could die on a snowing day. I want it to be a glory day. We get frustrated. Oh, man, it's all cold this morning. Oh, my God, I can't wait till the springtime to come out here. Hold on. So that you can waste gas driving around the city doing absolutely nothing? So that you can go to Walmart and buy a bunch of things that you don't
1: need?
0: That you ain't gonna place that flower in your garden? You ain't gonna do none of that. It's gonna die right there. you stressing things that you ain't supposed to be stressing and you getting yourself into trouble and then you ask yourself, what am I doing with my life? Absolutely nothing. I have learned to enjoy life And how do you enjoy life when you accept it for what it is? You might not be in the place that you want to be, but enjoy it. Some of you are dying to get out the ghetto. But let me tell you something. The ghetto is in you. Because you can move from the ghetto and take the ghetto with you. I've seen it. I've seen it. It's a mentality. Embrace it. I'd rather be Under a roof than me in the streets. And there's a lot of homeless people today. And people in third world countries. That will take your ghetto. And treat it like a paradise. We have this expectation. We have this mindset that God is saying. You are fighting what I have placed before you. Everything serves a purpose. And every lesson you gain knowledge and wisdom and understanding. Had I not gone through what I've gone through, I wouldn't be able to be up here to preach to you today. So everything served a purpose. Amen? I made a lot of mistakes. I did some things I shouldn't have done. But I finally embraced what God had in front of me. And I stopped trying to figure out life. And I'm enjoying the best time of my life. Now understand this. The Apostle Paul is dealing with a church in the city of Ephesus. And this church is very important because there's a lot of people that live in that city. And he writes the letter to the Ephesians to help them understand that they were created with a purpose. And one of the things that he addresses that many pastors don't address today is the conduct of the human being. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are no longer under your leadership. You are under God's leadership. So life has to progress for the better. Now many people today do not understand that. So I'm going to lay down four things that are going to help you become a better believer. First of all, never make life decisions without first consulting God. What are life decisions? Buying a house is a big decision. Buying a car is a big decision. Getting married is a big decision. Having kids, it's a big, a big, a decision. Oh yeah, I put my mom through a lot of hell, and I remember her giving me this words out of advice. Don't no worry whether you have kids. I hear it every time. Clearly. <laughs> so when I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, I didn't know that there was an opportunity for a new beginning. And in that new beginning God wanted to show me how to conduct myself. And I began to ask God permission for my decisions and not making decisions based on feelings and emotions. Now, many of us today are stuck in a problem or a situation because we made a premature decision. We never consulted God. We never asked God if that's the card for us. We questioned Him after we got the payment. <laughs> we got mad when the first mortgage payment came in. But we were happy to embrace it when we got the house. Are you, are you following me? Now, these things might not be a reality, but these are people's crosses today. There are people today who are working two to three jobs just to keep up. Not knowing that they can fall and die, and the repo men will come and enjoy their hard labor. You see, I learned to live a life less is more. Less is more. I got a dollar in my pocket. That's good enough to go get me one of them cheeseburgers for a dollar. But no, no, no. Sometimes we want the best. We want filet mignon, shrimp, lobster. That's good. That's good stuff. Don't, don't, don't get you money. They they call money, and sometimes we get indebted with ourselves just to try to live the best, and when in reality not the things that you obtain are going to make you a better person. Right? An attitude is not obtained by the things that you possess, because I know a lot of people that got money and their attitude stay. They make you not even want to be next to them. So sometimes when we come to God, we try to invert the world that we once were part of in his kingdom. And God says, hey, so, oh, I see You deny yourself and you let me be. Now, one of the things that I have learned in this walk with God is to never make life decisions without first seeking him. Even if the answer is no, I'm going to respect that. God has spoken to me when I was excited about something and I was trying to convince him how it was good for me. And I'm like, yo, el número meal. Room, say, yeah, man, it got the number seven. And, and God said, eh, that's not for you. And then I understood how many times I hurt him for being upset when he wants the better for me. It's like you being mad at your parents when they want the best for you. They have your best interests. Amen. Later on in life, you'll get to know that. If you, Especially you young bucks that are up and coming. They think you're always going to stay young forever. Let me tell you something. When you get older, you're going to buy stuff to keep yourself up. Because <laughs> body parts are going to be falling. And all the people you may of. You're walking in the wall the halls with a walker, one day you won't be walking with one. One day you probably be walking with a rocket book or one of them shoes. But let me tell you something, don't lie. Cause you next. So I'm cool with old people. I respect them, amen. But you young folks think you know it all. Let me tell you something. You haven't been in this earth long enough to know it all. And there's a lot more to know in this world that one day is gonna spank you in the butt and you're gonna say, Welcome to life. Amen. Number two, never forget where God rescued you from. Look at Ephesians chapter two, verse three, the apostle Paul is saying to these individuals, he says to them amongst you, you were once conducting yourself in the lust of your flesh, fulfilling every desire of the flesh in the mind. And you were by nature, children of wrath. Okay. Understand this, nothing pleases God more than someone that has an attitude of gratitude. When you don't have an attitude of gratitude, that disappoints God in many more ways, because you're telling God that what you have is not good enough when he gave it to you. We have to thank God for the small things, for the medium things, and the big things, but sometimes we celebrate God only when we get the big things, but we don't celebrate Him with the small things. Let me tell you, when I was growing up, I didn't have the things that I have today. And let me tell you something, I trust you the things that I have today more than before, because I have a conscious and an understanding that the things that I have today, I once didn't have in my life. Like, for example, a car. I used to meet all my girlfriends at the PDTA bus down there in the bus terminal. Thank God they knocked that place out because they took all the way the memories. <laughs> How many girls I gave them transfers? You remember the token? <laughs> I don't know nothing about that. I don't know nothing about that. I even gave them fifteen cents to call me back. And said if you run out of money, just call me come back. I don't know nothing about that. Cause y'all been saved all your life. I'm the only hustler that was out hustling. I was the only one out there, right? I was the yes. only thing out yes. on. No, no, you were all sinners at once, amen? amen? But I learned to treasure. God, thank you for the car.
1: Yes.
0: It, it, it might not be the best looking car, but it takes me places. God, thank you for the house. At one point in my life, I didn't have a house. God, thank you for my wife. God, thank you for my children. God, thank you for the church. God, thank you for a glass of water. At one point, I didn't even have a glass to pour some water. And we take these things lightly and we take it for granted, not knowing that we sat in God. You have to thank God even for the first breath of air that you get in the morning. That's
1: right,
0: yes. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Because there's a lot of people today that can't even take a breath of fresh air without a machine helping them.
1: That's right.
0: And God has given you two good lungs. And you can't even say hallelujah, hallelujah, because you are so selfish in many more ways than one that you don't even understand that God gave his life for you. He's even fighting for you when you ain't even fighting for yourself. Come on. No. Thank you, Jesus. When I understood that God was fighting for me, I didn't take it for granted. I said, thank you, God. That Jesus is up there interceding in my behalf. When hell had my name written all over it. saying couldn't wait to get a hold of me. And now I think, you know how many young people are dying? It is sad. Mm-hmm. And you still live in, And you want to die. You die, why? Because you don't want to face life. Let me tell you something. I'd rather face life than face hell. That's right. I'm just saying, it's hot out there. Are, are you hearing me, Church? Can I get an amen? Can I get some help this morning? Amen. Did we eat our cornflakes this morning? Did we eat some cereal this morning? No, oh, we didn't eat no cereal. Did we? All, I eat some eggs this morning. I'm good. I've been up since five o'clock in the morning. I know I don't look it. That's called self-medication. Give God a round of applause. Amen. So, never forget where God rescued you from. For example, the state of mind that you were once in. God saved you from self-destruction. At one point in your life, you couldn't get it together. You were crazy. People even walked away from you. Gave up on you and said, nah, nah, nah. loca, dejase loco. I'm deleting them from my page. I'm blocking my number. People have given up on you except God. Why do you reject somebody that loves you more than you love yourself? You know, we give many people parts of our hearts that don't even deserve it. But the one that deserves it, we don't give it to Let me tell you something. One day you're going to realize that your friends ain't your friends. La palabra no se la lleva viento. One day you're going to realize that. And I hope you don't realize that when it's too late. Because i had a lot of people in my life swearing me to death. They ain't nowhere to be found today. Mm -hmm. I still love them. I got no problem. I just learned to embrace the lessons of life. But the state of mind that God took you from to where you're at today, He deserves the gratitude from your lips. God, thank you that you saved me from insanity. Thank you, Lord, that you saved me from all of these things that were making me go poo-poo for Cocoa Puffs. Hey, Amen? You remember all the crazy things you used to think? All the crazy ideas? If you were Spanish, one of the craziest myths that we believe is that Vicks solves everything. <laughs> Thank God that he saved me from that anxiety, craziness. Put Vicks if your head hurts. Put Vicks if you're feeling good. Phil, ah, no, put bits on your cigarette. We used to put bits on our cigarette butts. I know somebody that did that and ain't breathing today. You you get what I'm saying? The the things in life that we built up, that we thought, that we collected, maybe if I don't walk underneath a ladder, I'm not going to be chased. If I don't see a black cat, if I don't see a black crow, and all of this garbage. I don't walk on broken glass. do look at yourself from a broken mirror. Let me tell you something. If it's the last mirror and I need a mirror, I'm going to look through it. Because what I'm going to see is the reflection of Jesus, broken or not broken. That's right. and, and we live with these theories and, and these concepts of life and not knowing. Don't open the, the umbrella in the house. It's bad luck. Let me tell you something. If there's a hole in my ceiling and there's water coming down, I'm going to put a bucket and I'm going to get me an umbrella. So figure out where that hole is coming from, and I ain't gonna get wet. You, you, you get what I'm saying? God saved you from that state of mind. You see, when I was when I was young, I, every t- every Wednesday was my worst day. I said, it's "Wednesday today's my worst day," and I had that mindset because something happened to me every Wednesday, but I didn't realize that I was building that theory in my mind, and that theory became part of me. And I lost a lot of Wednesdays because I believed that Wednesdays were no good. Now Wednesdays are the best days. That's the best day you get any pizza deals on Wednesdays. (laughs) Wednesday ain't nobody got good in my house because it's wacky Wednesday. And we're going to get ourselves some pizza. Or there's some kind of deal going out there Wednesdays. Amen? (laughs) Remember, you said that. God is good. Rocking. I rebuke the devil. The devil's alive. There's smoke still coming out that kitchen. Number three, never lose sight. Never lose sight of where you're at and where you're going. You, you see, it might feel the same way, it might look the same way, but I guarantee you it's not. You remember a few Sundays when we were here, when we were walking in circles. Some of you didn't understand why we were walking in circles. Let me tell you something. God works in mysterious ways because God doesn't work where it's common to you. He works uncommonly, common with you so that you can understand that he is bigger than you.
1: Right? If he
0: did everything like you, why would you be serving him? Right. Imagine if God got up every morning like we get up every morning. Christy. <laughs> true. To have cheese was a luxury. It was a piece of gold. Too much bread with peanut butter, too much bread with butter. But if you got some cheese on that bread, it was your blessed day. And some of you don't know that, but I was born like that. And I thank God for small beginnings. Don't despise the days of small beginnings. Don't despise the small days of small beginnings because they'll become big one day. Amen? So... You got lost in that state of mind and God brought you out of that state of mind. Now you have to submit your thoughts to God. So this is number two, I mean number three. Never lose sight. Now understand this. Every morning you get up in the morning, sanctify yourself. God, today's a new day that you have given me. Every thought, every anger, every situation comes under submission. Lord, let me embrace today. (laughs) But if you don't start your day off, sanctifying yourself, somebody's going to sanctify you. And usually someone you don't want to see. And, 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 am I the only one that when you run into someone that has double-crossed you, you get that ill feeling inside of you? Then you start questioning yourself. I do to get milked at this time. Why? Why do I have to run into them? And, and, but have you prayed, before you left the house, end of the beginning of the day, you would have been, you would have been able to deal with that easily than what you're dealing with it today. You, you get what I'm saying? Because everything serves a purpose. Everything serves a purpose. So when God is going to deal with you, he's going to tug at areas that you don't want him to tug in. He's going to pull you in areas that you don't want to be pulled, but it's for your own good. You understand? You can't be living life running away from problems. The moment you wake up, there's a problem. But when there's a problem, there's also a solution. Uh, Are you hearing what I'm saying? Every crisis produces an opportunity. And we have to look at life from that perspective view. So we cannot lose sight of where we are going. Now understand this. Look at 4 and 5 of the book of of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. Look at what it says. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love in which he has loved us, even when we were dead. Okay. So even when we were dead... God was still good. Amen. Have you ever double-crossed someone and they're still holding it against you? They're still holding that against you? And you have called them, you have texted them, you haven't even sent them an emoji of forgiveness. And they're still not buying into your sincerity. Amen? But look at God. God sees it different. I, I forgave you. Even before you even thought that disgusting thought. Even before you did that, I forgave you. Now, our God is not like the God that we think he is. Understand me? Understand what I'm saying? So God is trying to get you to understand him and how he views things and how are you to conduct yourself. So what happens? Nine out of ten times, we don't want that. But we need that. If you ever ask God for promotion... For God to increase your land, for God to give you more, what you're really asking is for problems, because too much is given, much is required. I remember many times they came to me at my job and they said, "You know, we want you to be a leader." I said, "Heck no," and they said, "Why?" And I said, "Because I got too much on my plate. I don't need the extra ten, twenty thousand dollars. I'm at peace, Father." I'm at peace, I want to I wanna clock in, do my job, clock out, and go home. <coughs> and many of us take upon more. And now we're wondering why we ain't seen God working in us. Let me tell you, when God gives you something, He is faithful to keep you in it. But when you put yourself in that predicament, are, are, are you hearing me? Then you yourself should ask yourself that question, was this really from God? Or was it be? Uh, are you, you hearing what I'm saying? Don't be influenced by the pressures of this world. And the people in the book of Ephesians had a lot of people pushing them, talking them, pulling them. There was a lot of distraction all around us. There's nothing new under the sun. Uh, are you hear what I'm saying? But think that what they dealt with, we are dealing with today. The only thing is that we have the technology and we have come a long way. But in reality, the people in in, in the feet in, in were dealing with all kinds of distraction. There was a lot of things going on. Yes, there were even people who were Lusting after sexual immorality, that was the number one thing that was going on in Ephesus. If you turn on a computer today, if you turn on a TV today, what is talking at you? What is talking at your vision? The lust for things that you know are not of God. Like looking at a woman or seeing a man from a different perspective, you especially if you're married. Amen. There's a lot of things out there that are stealing and trying to tuck at us and pull us away from the will of God. to shut those things down. And the only way we can shut those things down is by allowing God to be God in us so that we can decrease and He can increase in us. Yes. So you are looking at your sister with eyes of respect yes. and not eyes of lust. That's why every woman that's here that's married, when I talk to you, I not only see you, I see your husband. You hear me? Many of us have to get to that state of mind. Because sometimes you're looking at a sister or you're looking at a brother and you're like, man, I wish I could train, you know, God, train my wife, train my husband. Let me tell you something. You might want to do that because your eyes are lusting after that, but you don't live with that person. And if God was to grant you that wish, you'd be like, what the heck did I wish? I didn't know, I didn't know pastor how to pull himself together in the morning like that. I didn't know sister so-and-so's eyes were in really green. I didn't know so-and-so was bald. You get the picture? So stop wishing and embrace what God has given you. Thank you, God, for my wife. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my brother. Thank you for my house. Thank you for my church. Thank you for everything that's coming my way because it serves a purpose. But when you don't see it that way... You will lose sight, and all of a sudden you will start saying, God said this, God said that, God said this, God said that, God said this, God said said that, God said that, and you will become crazy. And you will drive other people crazy. How many people you know that have come to you that said, God said one thing, and then 48 hours later, they call you back and they say that God said another thing? Lose their number. Lose it. Because they're going to mislead you. God doesn't make a fool or a mockery of himself God don't God that means you God know God that means you so God, if God said he was going to bless you don't look the other way receive it because some of you God is saying I'm going to bless you and you say who me? no not me it can't be me I'm so disgusted if God pleases himself to bless you receive it I know you know and I know that I know that you know that we don't deserve it But we still embrace it. Gracias, Señor. Even though I'm a mess. Thank you, Señor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God, for using my boss, who I hate. Bringing in donuts and coffee in the morning. Maybe it's a trick. Maybe he's trying to kill us. But we think that way. Don't lose sight. If God got to use the devil to bless you, receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Many of us are so self-centered that we don't even see blessings when we're supposed to receive blessings. And a lot has to do with the way that we evolve and we engage. Now, a lot of people might think that I'm boring and I'm old, but let me tell you something. I I have taken time to discipline myself. One of the things that I do on a daily habit on a weekly habit is listen to entrepreneurs. Now, some of you might say, well, why, why you listen to that? Because I want to be able to receive wisdom and keys to learn how to operate where I have not learned yet to operate. You get what I'm saying? If you're going places in life, you're going to have to get some knowledge or gather some knowledge from those that have walked before you or those that are experienced. But if you're not expecting anything in life and you just want to sit by and, and let life pass you by, then that's okay. But don't hate on those that make it. Don't hate on me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is a God of glory. God wants to give you more. But if you don't want it, I'll take your blessing. I don't have a problem. I have a lifetime membership at the U-Haul truck company. I just call them up and I'll pull up to your house and I'll take your blessings if you don't want them. There's always a need for something. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So in other words, when you don't see a blessing, others see a blessing. So be careful. You probably looking at your wife and your husband. And you said they're not the same like they used to be when I met them. But somebody else wants them. Oh, my car doesn't help me from A to Z. Somebody want your car? Don't lose sight. Don't be selfish. Amen. Count your blessings. Number four. We close with this one, the most important one of them all. Never keep it to yourself. Understand this. Everything that you have experienced, everything that you have gone through in life, you have to learn how to pass it forward. You hear me? Everything. Some of you are seeing people right now going through a crisis, and you have the answer, but because you want to be you, you don't want to help them out. Help a brother out. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of love. How is it possible that you're seeing your sister and your brother struggling, and you have the answer, and you ignore them? Is that of God? Now you might say, well, Pastor, it depends because there's some people that don't want to know. No, but there's people that God has been placing in your heart for you to bless, but you don't want to because you feel that they don't deserve the blessing. They do. God is waiting for you to move. Hear me out. When I bought my first house, I ran out of money. (laughs) Are you the only one that got (laughs) it? When I did my first closing in my house, I ran out of money. I had no money. I had a mortgage, no money. So you know, when you buy new things, a new house, especially my wife, she, oh yeah. We're gonna buy new furniture. So she gave away
1: everything. God bless. Thank
0: you. She blessed everybody. Thank you that we will have some money, money in that well. Go fill more money in the well. The well was dry. Refill it. It was dry, 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 dry. Woo! I laugh about it today, but I was crying, It was dry, my brother. I'm talking about everything came down. So if any of you are planning to buy a house, make sure you got a good, good, reserved. Because you're going get taxes. You're going to get the water bill. You're going to get sewer bill. You're going to get every bill that you wasn't expecting coming your way. You can't tell the banker will pay okay. you back like you used to do your landlord. <laughs> the landlord kept you because you know the money was coming. But if you knew the money wasn't coming, you would have got rid Now Let me. Amen. And, and I remember that it was a hot summer. Hot. I'm talking about we were sweating off our clothes in that in that in that house. We were sweating. And I said, God, we need an AC. We need it. I, I don't have the 50 bucks. I don't even have $100 to buy a used one or refurbish one. We, we just need an AC. And let me tell you something. Out of nowhere, this elderly woman, God bless her. God bless her wherever she might find herself. God bless her. She pulled up to our house. This woman was about... Fifty years old, okay? She, she she had medical illness and also condition. She couldn't walk, but she pulled up to our house and she knocked the door and she said, Hey Jose, at the time I was a youth pastor. Um, you know, I was on my way driving and the Lord put in my heart to gift you an AC. Roxanne. We gotta fight tears on that. God is faithful, God is faithful. God, God, give God a round of applause. And, And she said, as, excuse me, God is faithful, come on, give God a round of applause. God gave us the house. He furnished the house. He gave us everything. Never forget where you came from. Never forget where you came from. man. She said that God said to bless his children because they were in desperate need of an AC. When I went into the car, she didn't even want me to pick it up. I said, no, I'm going to pick that up. You're not going to and I brought it inside. I turned it on. The whole place off. Everything changed. Every, everything went to a comfortable environment. And we felt so comfortable where, where we were refreshed. When we bought our second home, the people who owned the home left us four ACs. We found out that there was people in need Of ACs. And you know what we did? We gave them the ACs. Give God a round of applause. Because sometimes. We can be so selfish. And that's what's stopping us from receiving God's blessing. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. If there's people right now that you know are hungry and you know they're probably in drugs or they're involved in something but they're hungry, just buy them groceries for crying out loud. God is going to make a way. Maybe those groceries are going to set them free from that drug addiction. Come on, give God. When you see the young guys, the young women out there in the streets, don't pass judgment, declare a word over them. i pull up next to the bus stop because I have no choice but to stop because the sign is there telling me to stop. <laughs> and I see these kids with green, purple, yellow hair. And the first thing that comes to my mind is like, what were they thinking? And God tells me, what were you were thinking when you had three cuts in your eyeballs and you had your pants out here showing skin marks? Did I judge you then? Ah, you don't know nothing. I'm the only one in this room that wasn't saved all their life. Right, Tony? We went through something, Tony? And we live in testimony. You see the complete package? I wasn't always like this. Had a lot of holes. And some of those holes that I had inside of me were eternal holds it only, the Holy Spirit had to fill. Mm-hmm. So when I pull up now to the bus stop, I said, the next pastors, the next preachers, the next evangelists, the next worshipers, the next, is I speak life in the midst of a hostile environment. Mm-hmm. You might say, Pastor, I don't have that courage. <laughs> but say it with your mind. You know, I used to be one of those critical people that used to criticize everything. I used to go to Walmart and I used to be like, no, she didn't. She here in pajama pants. No, he didn't. Look at all that goop in his eyes. And he grabbed me. That can I, I, you know, I went for a can of spaghetti or something and somebody grabbed it before me that I had opened eyes. I just left the store. I was so disgusted.
1: <laughs>
0: and Pastor May was calling me, yo, where you at? I sent you to the store about two hours ago and she had no idea that I was avoiding certain stores or certain people because, but let me tell you something. God kicked me in the face and said, when you were like that, who in the heck picked you up? You was a mess, you didn't know right from wrong, you got up every morning and the first thing you put in your mouth wasn't a toothbrush, was a cigarette, and then you had the nurse to tell your wife, kiss me, Spelling like an ashtray, full of ashes, I had so much ashes on me that not even Vaseline or Vicks could restore my skin. And God said, in the midst of that, I loved you, I cared about you, and now you have the nerves to be a judge? Maybe that person that has the pajama pants, probably that's the only piece of clothing they have. Or maybe it's that they're lost in their mind, that they lost sight of life. Pray for them. Pray for them. Bless them. Bless them. Say, God, I pray that whatever mindset they're in, if it's financially or if it's a spiritual thing, that you, God, make away with this So, just like you did with me. I look at some of the pictures when I was growing up and some of the pictures when I met Pastor Millie, and I said, what the heck was I thinking? And how the heck did she stop by me? I used to wear short shorts and shirts that were three sizes bigger than me. Right. My shirt was only here. You can fit about six people in
1: there
0: I used to clean the city of Springfield with my pants dragging on the sidewalks 34, 35, when I was only a 30 cleaning, cleaning them sidewalks cleaning them boy, cleaning them I was cleaning them and if the thread came out, it, it, it just gave me that nice little glare, <laughs> <laughs> Just to add to the clean. You know that, I know, You know when you vacuuming one, don't my life. I want, you want, the you want the lines. I want the lines. <laughs> I want you to have me vacuuming the other day. No, you got to do it like that for yourself. I, mean, I don't time for that. I I'm just vacuuming. i vacuuming. When I cut grass. I make you no know, lines. <laughs> <laughs> I start somewhere. I finish somewhere else. If you can tell I've been through a lot of blades, hitting <laughs> rocks, tree trunks. Cut the grass and let's go. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got. the game's on six. I gotta see the previews before the game. I gotta see if the players are gonna be in the game. Uh, are you hearing me? All of these things. And God showed me, stop being selfish. We're here today, we're laughing, we're having a good time, we're having revelation. But we're going to be leaving pretty soon through those doors. Mm -hmm. How much of you are you going to leave here, and you're going to leave with a new you? Yes. How many of you are going to leave the old you here? and walk out Luke. little bit. When you go home today, I know your husband or your wife might not be here today. And you're like, Dad, only if they were at the service. They would have gone word. But when I get home, I'm going to give it to them as some little messages. You know those messages that you give? You you messages. You know, one day I'm going to get tired of this lifestyle. You know, if you don't get it together. You know. And your husband's driving his teeth you know why there's no change because you don't want to change you never had it all together and now you have it together and now you want to be a judge instead of a participator of God's will passing it over bless someone else I stopped being critical because that was a critique spirit in me a religious spirit I used to criticize everything and one day I had to explain why I was doing what I once criticized. So I stopped criticizing. If I go places and they're doing things one way, I don't know why they're doing it that way. I just say, hey, "See? Did you tell?" What do you I go to parties and you know when I was growing up, they used to serve you Now they tell you, it? And
1: then my mind, that's
0: old ghetto. <laughs> but then again they say see sí, oh to <laughs> <laughs> when people serve you they only serve you a little bit. But don't invite me to your house and tell me to serve myself. Because if you're cooking something that I like like seafood, all I see is seafood. <laughs> Just hang with me, y'all, y'all that don't know what a cuchero is. It's a giant spoon. We use that spoon to eat cereal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I Am I the only one? Nope. Yep. And then they have the nurse to tell you why you have to eat it all. Well, you told me. I didn't know. <laughs> I just have one more of cereal. <laughs> no, you have a nail of cereal. You better say say, you know, we go through stages in life. We go through all these things. And God is saying that all of these things serve a purpose because when we get to the place where we are completed, we are whole, we are to help others get up there. It's not going to hurt you to call somebody today and say, hey, man, I've been thinking about you. I love you when it cost God everything, and He saved you from your own mess, restored you, kept you, healed you, delivered you, and now here, instead of you multiplying yourself, you're not. You want to keep it all to yourself. <clears throat> Let me tell you something. The generation that we currently are under is a very selfish generation. And God says it doesn't give you the right to be like that. We're atmosphere changers. Right. We are people that bring change. Just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean that we're going to be doing it. Mm-hmm. You get to see There's still people. I, I remember the other day, I was opening the door to these elderly women. And they go, oh my God, I lost all home. Because you know when a young man opens a door. <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> It's like they get these butterflies, and they go back, way back. It goes, shall I help thank you, young man? I was losing all
1: That
0: Dead gentlemen no longer exist on this earth. I've been a widow. Hey, miss, hey, hey, hey. I just opened the door. I'm married. My world is around somebody else's world, it's right. <laughs>
1: but
0: what caught my attention that she was at all because there's no more gentlemen. That's right. And just because others ain't right. opening doors doesn't mean that you should be opening the door. Just because others ain't speaking like you speak life, Just because others ain't being positive role models you be a positive role model. Be the change that you want to see. Become the change that you pray for. That's what God is telling us today. You reap what you sow. Mm -hmm. Bless others and God will bless you. Are you hearing me church? So the apostle Paul writes this letter to the church of Ephesus, and he he stresses to them that God sees everything. Many of you today don't see yourself complete, but God sees you complete. There's still more of you left in you. There's a woman and a man in you that others have not seen. It's time to dust ourselves from all that garbage, all that past, all that hurt. No, today's a good day to be a good day. Today's a good day to be a good day. Yes. I used to go to work dragging my feet like everybody else. Now I don't. Because I found purpose in life. You create your own environment. You create your own environment. If I invite you, if I ever invite you over my house, I guarantee you, you won't fall asleep on couches. There's so much peace. We're listening to Ja Rule, no DMX. no, so, hey, hey, wait, wait. <laughs> Bad money, good money. God, no, that like garbage. Aquí se Dios. <laughs> Many of you are trying to get God in your house. You need to get that garbage out of your house before you get out of your house. Right. Because those things, let me tell you, La right. the words are not taken lightly. Right. Every right. word that's yeah. leaked. So if you're listening to music, okay, and I'm not trying to be religious, then it's not pleasing to God It's going to contaminate your atmosphere. Okay. And before you know right. it, instead of you seeing right. your exactly. atmosphere like God sees it, now you see it tainted. That's yeah. why you gotta be careful what comes through your television, what comes through your speakers. Yes. And what comes out of your mouth?
1: Yes.
0: Let us be on our feet. En tu presencia. If any of you can honestly say,